Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mystic Junkies podcast, the history of mystery comedy show. And uh, we're back with another one, very exciting one, but before we get into that, uh, our hearts go out to the people of Colorado. Uh, there was another shooting at the Q Club, it was an LGBTQ event I believe, and uh, we had five five dead and 15 injured I believe, 18, and uh, yeah, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the families, and uh, hopefully we don't have to have this in the news anymore. And Maybe thank this God will be the for last the two one. heroes. Yeah. Two heroes, yeah. Good job, guys. They did it. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Nice. Got him. Yes. Um, anyway, we had an interesting week, I think. Uh, personally, I, I got to work with somebody who I've always wanted to work with, which was Greg Hahn. He was a headliner this week. Uh, crazy guy. Remind me a lot of Dale Jones, actually. Intense. Very, very character-driven. Um, never turned it off, even in the back. <sighs> he just kept so yelling at me. And <laughs> Being very funny, but uh, it was interesting. My favorite part is uh, he kept reviewing over his notes, going over his notes, going over his notes, and then he just stripped him off. Just ripped him in half, threw him. And this is backstage, by the way. Right. Just threw him in the trash. He goes, ah, they're all useless. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know if it's a good plan, Greg. But uh, it was really fun working with him. He's a character. He is a character. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hope yes. he comes back soon. Nice. Anybody else? And we have also have our special guest here, Ivy. Yeah, hi guys. Very excited. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Happy to be here. Welcome to the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Very bright. <laughs> cool. For a bunker. Yeah. For a bunker. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I would love a stage in my bunker. <laughs> um, I'm a queer burlesque performer. I run the Les Vixens. We're an all queer burlesque troupe, the largest and longest running in the world, actually. So, wow. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That's but very cool. That's what I do. And I'm a big nerd. Big nerd. Oh, okay. <laughs> you fit right in there. You know, when you said you're the longest in the world, I was sitting there going, well, that either says a lot for you or uh, the world. You know, that's, 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 that's <laughs> I typically like to just say the country because when I think too much into it, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'd probably stone to death elsewhere. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really that much of a to be proud of. I'm not really sure. But, but hey, I'm a world title holder somewhere right. in there. Nice. Right? Nice. Take it. Yeah. Right. My family's just left, gone back to England. My family came to town for a couple of weeks, so I've been hanging with them, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Went up to Disney. My cousin's 60 years old, and she wanted to go see uh, Mickey and Minnie. Nice. So that's what we did. 60 years old, mm-hmm. wants to see Mickey and yep. Minnie. All right, cool. Magic never And that's what it never ends. <laughs> was she, was she, what, what, what did it meet it her expectations? Actually, yes, because uh, when we got there, they were totally booked out. You had to get tickets in advance, like eight months in advance. And you know what Arayoni's like. So every day she were trying to get us some tickets. And on the last day that we were there, she managed to get us four tickets to get to Magical Kingdom. And we had the fireworks side of the hotel. So every night up on 12th floor, we could see fireworks going off at Epcot. And um, they had a Christmas show over at Magical Kingdom. So... We saw fireworks there each night. Went up in a hot air balloon. It was fun. Oh, we had a good balloon. time. That's I finally cool. got it down because nice. the last time it was too windy and all balloons were down. But we went up this time. It was fun. That is Scary really. I've hell. done that too. Oh. That's really a, a great experience. Yeah. It was. Oh my gosh! I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want to move. In that tiny little basket. Oh my gosh. Right it wasn't even a tiny basket. It was a bigger one. It had big wheels on the bottom. So yeah. there were like 15 so people on. That'd probably be a yeah. little more creepy. It was. It was. <laughs> scary. But fun. And I did it. Check. Nice. Uh-huh. 
Nice. Yeah, Pam and I did that in Napa Valley back when we were first married. And uh, I found it to be I, – I, I felt pretty rock solid in the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It was cool. But um, Disney sold – can't get a ticket to can't Disney. Get a ticket. That's Eight crazy. months in advance. That's crazy. Because they were a Christmas show for like four or five days. They uh-huh. had the Christmas show going, so there were special tickets and events. Got you. But um, there was a part of my sister got – she got a song. It was truly <laughs> magical. Truly magical. Truly magical. Really? Yeah. I feel sorry for those families <laughs> that get there and they've spent so much money and time to get there. And they get there and they got little kids and you see it. And about five hours in, the kids, they've had enough. Knackered. They've had enough. And, and the family's like, you get your shit together. You <laughs> spent $8,000 to get here. You will, you will have fun. Wake up you and look will at the Pinocchio. Have, yeah. But I know, and the fireworks don't go up till nine and ten o'clock. If that's for kids, it's really ridiculous because that's late night. It After is. an all-day adventure for kids, nine, ten o'clock they fireworks. Um, they do have. They got booze, yeah. so you can get drunk and. I had it in my purse. Your kids sugar. I had my flask. <laughs> yeah. oh, I had my go. booze. You <laughs> can do it. I was Disney blessed years ago uh, when Pam and I first got married. One of her old college roommates ended up working for Disney, and back then. I mean, for probably God, 10, 15 years. We just go go over there, and she'd just take us in a back entrance where mm-hmm. the staff came in and said, have fun. Nice. Right. Just have fun. Now, let anymore. me tell you something. When you pay Dick to be in Disney, it is such a great time. <laughs> I, I mean, because you feel like, let's go in for two hours and have a sandwich. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good, good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. They don't do yeah. that shit anymore now. Nope. Nah. Yeah, they change. Now, now I think if a staff member cats. brings you in, they have to stay with you. And they did all this oh, shit. Oh, yeah, because then it falls on them if you say right, yeah. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. You can't punch Mickey anymore. So, uh, <laughs> anymore? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one time. That one time. That's the reason why I'm not allowed at Disney World. No, That's right. No. I got an electric car. You did? Oh, great. all electric. What kind did you get? I got the Nissan Leaf. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Well, I'm trading it out now because I got the Carvana, and I'm like, I don't like this when I'm getting uh Yeah, it goes 17 and a half miles yeah. <laughs> before you need a charge. I went to go and pick up something, like, and I'm like, am I going to make it back? Oh, no. And all I did was go from my house to the bay. It should be called a <laughs> Nissan Stress. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we're down to eight miles. Can I make it back in eight miles? Because this thing, like, they don't tell you that, well, once you turn on the air and the lights and the everything yeah. else, all of a sudden you lose, like, your mileage all the power. instantly loses. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend another, like, three to four K and get the 2016 version. Yeah, right. Where, you know, that actually goes the distance, can make it to Tampa <laughs> at least, you know? Nice. Like, so that's coming in tomorrow at 1030. Nice. It's cool, though, man. Carvana, they just drop off a car and you're like, what do I do? Nothing? Oh. Just take a picture next to my ID. Beautiful. Yep, and give me a car. I'm, I'm doing an electric car sometime first of next year, so I've been scouting them out. Oh, hell yeah. Scouting you them out. You need to get that new Hummer, man. That's what it's <laughs> oh. <laughs> that Please new, roll new up an electric Hummer. <laughs> no, I want to go on tour with that thing. It's so bad. It's so insane. Bad. It's insane all this. But, you know, the wild shit is, and, and I don't know how yours is. Yours accelerate like, dude, it's like. It's just crazy. It is nuts. I, I, mean, I was like, it's this, and, a, and you don't even know when you're speeding. Because, like, you don't hear an engine. You right. don't feel so a rev or nothing. It's just like, woof. There's a new Chevrolet that just came out. It's like an SUV. And they're advertising it zero to 60 in less 
than four seconds. Yeah. Wow. A Chevy. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> I, I said, how many how many traffic accidents are get, are destined to happen? Yeah. Dude, I mean, you I know did what zero I mean. to 50 in th- like three seconds. That's insane. It was nuts. And then you had to slam <laughs> on your pit because there was a red light. Yeah, uh, it's too much, man. That's a lot. That sounds great. I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the road a lot as a performer. I'm like a sparkly trucker, so I would really love zero to 60 in four seconds. Like, <laughs> get me quick. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. It's all about torque and the electric. Uh, it's vehicles. all coming. Because it's just, it's no gears. It's just one. Pew, pow. You know, it's so Off nice. you go. Yeah. Yep. Off you go. It's terrifying. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, I had a good week, too. You know, playing with my grandson. Goofed oh, yeah. around. Had a good round of golf. You know what the Good round of golf. Good. Mm. Well, okay. An okay round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Low 80s. Low 80s. As long as I'm in the low right, 80s. Let's get to the truth, Lex. <laughs> stayed around my handicap. You know, it's all relative, right? But, uh, but yeah, and then, like I say, uh, Greg Hahn, first time. You know, we got some first-timers coming into the theater here yeah, over yeah. the next uh, several months. Greg was somebody I've known for 25 years. But his, he always he's, – he's, he's like – He's much more expensive than what we normally pay, and he doesn't have celebrity status to where he sells tickets. Mm-hmm. So right. it was always like, I know he's great, mm-hmm. but why Why do you spend that much money for mm-hmm. somebody that's not going to oh, sell tickets? Yeah, that's not going to sell tickets. Not going to use his notes. Was it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So uh, th- this year, I've kind of 35 years in, I go, well, we've saved some money. What the hell? Kind of had that attitude, so it's been fun bring, bringing. It's fun bringing these newer people. Mm-hmm. In. Yeah, you know, that aren't new. They're great. We just right. kind of had them in this market. And he, when he was tearing his notes up, he told me the same thing. He goes, "You know what I hate about? I don't know how you guys do it. That memorizing stuff. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. Yeah. I hate that memorizing. I just want to go off of so whatever funny. I feel like doing. You know, I said, "Wow, that works for you." That's great. Well, my favorite, he gets off stage the first show I did with him, and he was like, ah, I don't know. They, they were with me, and then they weren't with me, and I was like, Greg, they couldn't breathe. <laughs> like, you have to give them a second to fucking relax. You know what I mean? Well, you know, an act, an act like, any act like Greg, and when I say an act like that's extreme. Yeah. You know, they're an extreme this, Energy. you know, yeah. whatever that is. You're, you're always going to have a love-hate in the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, either they – if they don't catch on to that kind of act in the first ten minutes, yes. you know, and really get into mm-hmm. it, you know, if they, then it's not their cup That's of tea. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's not the kind of act that just – works for everybody no you know what all. i mean that's rare to find an no. that works for everybody well there there are there are those ones that are crowd pleasers yeah. you know but especially with our older crowds i was telling greg i said <laughs> our crowd's 50 to 70. that's our bread and butter that's 70 percent of our crowd i said his kind of energy oh it makes them tired. They mm-hmm. They're, like, they're like, I don't know what he. I don't. By the time, by the time I'm laughing at something he said, he's three more bits in. Yeah. You know, they're like, Oh my God, he's wearing me out. I walked out to close the show, and a lady up at the front went, Oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> like so loud, and I was like, I'm tired too, ma'am. Like, I, I am too. He was fun. He was fun. It was a good time though. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, yeah let's. Yeah, let's go. All right. let's. This one was uh, it's a little difficult to title, but I like to think of it as like the theory of humans, you know, like where we all came from. Yeah. And uh, well, actually, I've always been interested in this when I first found out about it because I remember a long time ago, uh, I was in the car with my mom, and for some reason she was talking about uh, Noah, right? Noah's Ark mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And my mom's not like a highly religious person. I think she just brought it up to like discuss it. And then uh, I was taught, though, in one of my um, history classes 
that over 30 different cultures alive and dead uh, mention a flood of some type, right? Right. So, and, and I, you know, uh, there's a bunch of them, but um, alive and dead. So cultures that are long dead, they also have, have unearthed stuff that would suggest a flood of some type. Now, they all have their different versions of it, mm-hmm. but it always has, like, kind of rotates around the same concept. And that's one thing that I noticed that he really touched on, uh, which is uh, Graham Hancock. He's the guy who's kind of guiding this whole principle of of this uh, of this theory of a pre-civilization, an ancient civilization that was way more advanced than we gave it credit for. Um, they predated Mesopotamia, which is the uh, mainstream version of the first civilization, mm-hmm. I would say. And um, so I've always been interested in the concept that maybe we we do have it wrong. You know, and then I remember when I was in science class, they said Pluto wasn't a planet. Yep. And then it was a planet, and then it wasn't a planet yep. again. And I was like, maybe they fuck shit up every once in a while. You know, maybe they don't yeah, get exactly. all the information correctly. So uh, I definitely dove into this one. And I, I I did watch. He has a new Netflix. Uh, Graham Hancock. He has a new Netflix series. It's called Ancient uh, Armageddon. I think. Apocalypse. Uh, Ancient Apocalypse. And it's pretty good. Um, I watched all of it. Um, there was a lot of speculation, I will say, from episode to episode, but there was stuff that I thought was a good point. Like, like it was stuff that was kind of unexplainable, which, in a way, throws off all of the the, the original timeline that we have. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. So, um, I wanted to start with a quote. Actually, um, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Uh, George Santayana. And I think that that's pretty important. And I think that's what he he's kind of claiming here, which is he, he thinks that we're a species with amnesia, that we kind of lost our way. And all we really have are these myths and these ancient lore to really kind of look back on. And most people want to dismiss them as either they're just, you know, wildly theoretical or it's just uh, uh, religious hum- mumbo jumbo. He likes to think that you can't ignore myth because it's like, it's like a it's a memory, if you will. So telling a story, man. Yeah, yes. Some type. Now I want to I want to state that Graham Hancock is not an archaeologist and he's not a self-proclaimed archaeologist. He <laughs> is a British journalist and writer. And if you actually do go onto his uh, Wikipedia, it's not pretty. But they call him a pseudoscientific, or he I'm sorry he he promotes pseudoscientific theories involving ancient civilizations and lost lands. Um, he, he speculates that a prehistoric progenitor civilization gave rise to the ancient cultures of Egypt, Mesopotamia, and Mesoamerica. Um, now, uh, one thing that the flood I wanted to go over is, uh, and this is, a, this is a theory that came out in 2007, so this was not accepted for the longest time. Um, and in 2007, it was just a budding theory, so uh, it did have some mainstream backing, but not everybody kind of jumped on board with it. And that was the, uh, it's the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis um, or Clovis Comet Hypothesis. Uh, it's a speculative attempt to explain the onset of the Younger Dryas period, which was basically a uh, ice age, the first ice, or, or the, the, our most recent ice age. Uh, and it's, it's an alternative to the, the original way they thought the ice age started was because of the, uh, of the North Atlantic conveyor if you guys have ever heard of that term so it's essentially uh this current that runs into the atlantic and it stirs the waters which basically creates all of our like not atmosphere per se but our our weather and climate and stuff like that and that actually that's actually dissipating 
uh, today. So it's actually that's Makes pretty sense. alarming. Actually, <clears throat> um, they don't know why it's dissipating, but it is, which could lead to like superstorms and wild shit like that. So uh, the younger driest impact theory would suggest that many comets or asteroids impacted around uh, twelve thousand eight hundred fifty years ago. Um, they have since found impact sites around that time period. Mm-hmm. They they carbon dated it, I guess, or however they figured that out. And uh, it would suggest that at some point uh, we got hit with a, with a massive massive meteors and then also debris from the from that meteor. And according to this theory, uh, the impact would have caused the northern hemisphere, the entire northern hemisphere of the of the world, uh, to be engulfed in an atmospheric fire lasting a thousand years. So I, I actually looked at what that, yeah. <laughs> I actually looked up what that meant, and I because I, I was like I just tried to imagine like oh, the Earth, the northern hemisphere is on fire, but an atmospheric fire. That's fire in the air. It's yeah. Fire clouds. It's from it's you from know? ground <laughs> to sky it's of fire. Yeah, fire. it's yeah. it's uh, you could not inhabit. It's uninhabitable, um, and it would have knocked down the the population of people down to seventeen thousand. Once again, speculative. I don't know how they would have uh, yeah. done those numbers. They never really show their work, <laughs> their math on yeah. stuff like that, um, which <laughs> is kind of frustrating. Notes. But um, and it also would have wiped out all the megafauna that we know of, so like the saber-toothed tiger, um, the uh, mammoth, mammoth stuff like that. Um, and his biggest, like the big thing that that Graham Hancock really points to is this place called Quebecki Tepe, right? So around six thousand years ago or 4,000 BC, Mesopotamia was, was thought to be the first civilization. However, due to newer evidence, it's more likely that Mesopotamia was a society that survived a great cataclysm. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole, and actually, if you look at on a map, uh, Quebec Tepe is not too far from Mesopotamia. It's nope. in Turkey. It's right there. Yeah, and so it's all, he, and th- that's what I think this Graham Hancock fellow really tried to do, is he tried to tie all this information together, right? Um, uh, let's see. Um, it's also it's it is it is an acknowledged site. So Gobekli Tepe for a long time they they tried to I wouldn't say they tried to bury it, but they definitely weren't giving it the credit that it was that was due there. Um, when you actually look at um, the dig site, it's kind of funny. When you I, I, did you guys did any of you guys watch the Netflix watch series? Third, no, no, I did. Okay, so when you when you look at it, they're always like they're always like pointing these like giant stones, and they're like this is incredible, the and like the part of you is kind of like. What's so incredible about this, man? I don't understand it. Yeah. And then when they explain it to you, like how it's like ten tons, yeah, and how, <laughs> how we it. would struggle to, to line those up one? to in, in our time, right. it would take a hundred yeah. men to build one of these like circles because there's like uh, what you're talking about is the twenty separate stone circles of uh, in Quebec, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're all like houses almost, or, or uh, what they said. But they said that it would take a hundred men and one year to make each circle. Right, and that's that's, <laughs> that's ambitious. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't have shit else to do. Way. You got to remember, <laughs> but, they didn't have shit else to do back then. That's what I'm saying. It's I mean, like they, that. they had time on their hands. Let's go. But that's okay. Chisel. So that's that's actually an important concept. That you, I'm glad you said that. So the the reason why they don't think any ancient civilization thrived back then is because of that concept. Actually, right there is uh, no, they didn't have a lot to do. They had to survive. So everything was survival. So if you were a hunter and a gatherer and a forager, you, there was no like downtime. You were you were going Get hunting, gathering, yep. or foraging. You know yep. what I mean? You were, everything you could do. So they actually didn't have time for innovation. Uh, there was no free free time. So 
the the idea that they were able to settle and build megaliths like this would suggest that they were advanced enough to uh, have agriculture to have an economy of some type yep. and uh, an actual forming society um anybody that says like that 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 they just built them for fun i don't think that that, that doesn't apply to any you know what i mean like, like right no like it doesn't make any sense they were like we um, play yeah for my kid no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really go along if you will um one thing I did find interesting about the Quebec Tepe is that uh, Graham Hancock, he believes. So they have they found evidence that it was actually buried by humans. Hmm. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I did. So they buried it. Uh, humans actually buried it mm-hmm. in, in, the, in this time period. Too, carefully that, buried it as carefully well. Carefully buried uh-huh. it, yeah. And then remade it. If I no, they just correctly. wanted to hide it. Okay. Yeah. They just so buried it the, after they built it. Well, and then remade more or made more. I they guess. wanted to preserve it. I don't know if they wanted to hide it per se. Yeah, well, he's not certain that they don't. They didn't want to hide it. Okay. They were keeping us from something, or they wanted. They were. He was saying it was like a time capsule. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, they they've now opened the time capsule, and there's something in there for us to know. Yeah, which they don't know. What not, yet, not yet. At least. Well, I mean, how yeah. could you really? Yeah. Um, They're just gonna who, speculate. Who buried it? The people of this region, whoever whoever built it. We don't know who they are because they right. haven't found any bones or any people. No, no there's bones, nothing, nothing. There. There's a there's bone. nothing no there. tools, nope, nothing. Nope. Well, well they, would, they found tools. They found flint stones, what they used for yeah. chiseling and the, uh, such. And they just, and this was what I found was really cool, just out like 12 days ago, I think. Uh, there's a new one, uh, the Karahan Tepe. Did you hear that? Yeah, I don't know about 12 they, days ago. Oh, well, it just happened. They just, like, they're excavating. They're finally just excavating, excavating it, it right. now. Yeah, because they weren't yeah. allowed to. They weren't allowed to yet. Right, right, So right. they just started excavating that now, and they started finding, like, um, bowls, uh, things of um, what they said that might be an oven or, okay. you know, th- things of that nature inside of these these uh, which 20 would, stone cir- or these stone cir- circle things. That's a, Which yeah. they're also not just at this site, but there's all these little ones outside of it too yeah so it just expands like they're the there could like be infinite amounts yeah yeah, yeah like exactly <laughs> little yeah. suburbs exactly right. yeah. yeah spanning all the way to mesopotamia who freaking knows you know well that's what the, the idea is that they whoever inhabited this region moved eventually moved south towards mesopotamia after this cataclysm happened mm-hmm. but uh, back to the flood i wanted to cover that um so uh, in, in Sumer, ancient Sumerian, they, they mentioned the flood, obviously. Um, let's see here. Sorry. Give me one second. Um, uh, they, they mentioned the, the flood, and they actually... So their version of the flood is that uh, man was created, or God created the earth, and then God also created man, and the first version of men were lazy and unruly, and they were actually supposed to be uh, stewards of the earth, which basically means protectors, mm-hmm. watchers of the earth, right? And then, so they were unruly. And from what they screwed are they supposed up. to be watching the earth? Uh, just Maybe just probably protected from themselves, honestly. Yeah. But mammoths and, and right. saber-toothed tigers. Water. Right, right. <laughs> well, supposedly, by this theory, they were supposed to protect the earth. And they were, they were lazy and unruly, according to this myth. So God essentially created a flood and reset the reset the earth and then, and then whoever survived was basically like good not yeah i guess good I don't <laughs> worthy they, worthy yeah Ooh. worthy to continue the species yeah. on oh they had potential 
Yes. And they and then he sent down uh the seven sages, right? And they were called the uh the Apocalu, I believe. Interesting. Uh, I think that's how you say it. And then uh the leader was Anas or Oanus and he was like half fish, half man, and he taught them how he taught them how to farm agriculture. He taught them agriculture, architecture mm-hmm. and uh uh, like trading essentially stuff like that. like wisdom he was the bringer of wisdom stuff like that and then you find out that, that that story that is virtually told through all these different cultures they just have different names and representations yep. of all these people but like in in uh, mexico it was like quetzalcoatl he uh he was brought uh, after a great cataclysm he brought like the truth of man on a boat uh, guided by serpents but, but they're always one thing i always thought was kind of funny they were always bearded men <laughs> yeah, well, that's a something lot about beards. It was just men history. back then. Supposedly, they were just like on all of these. It was ma- majority were male influences, right. sure. And of oh, course, absolutely. it led to you know destruction and chaos. Well, of course. You know? Well, of course. Well, I mean, because the strongest were. I mean, that that was a time when whoever was the strongest was in charge. That was that. That was just it. Whoever could kick the most ass, right? They're in charge. You know, and hardest shit to shave. <laughs> really fucking hard to shave. Yeah. That was a bitch. Um, it also coincides with Osiris, the tale of Osiris, virtually the same story, um, which is, I think, is kind of profound, is that all these different cultures that supposedly have no connection with each other whatsoever are all telling the same stories. But they're all right next to each other, too. If you look at it, like Mesopotamia Mexico? is like... No, not no, not Mexico. I'm talking about like in Mesopotamia, yeah. like Egypt, and then South you got Asia, Iraq. Every you know, you got Iraq. All of it's right there, like right around it, like in the Middle East, like yeah. and, and everybody's trying to stay claim to who you know who's the the first of everything around there, you know, or who who's the religion that's right. You right. Know, that's why there's wars constantly to this very day over there. Well, he talked about the flood in Gudang Padang, was it? Padang. That's where. No. Graham Hancock started his whole series. Was okay. was it? Yeah. China. Was South, it China? I think it was Southeast Asia. Gudang Padang. Yeah, Gudang. That's Padang. where they had the flood. Yeah, a flood there. They all mention it. Yep. Yeah, I think that's astounding, because okay. that would suggest that, that it probably happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're getting <laughs> reports all across the right. world about one thing, yeah, of course. Yeah. Now I should mention, uh, Graham Hancock is not a popular fella inside. <laughs> <laughs> Archaeology. A lot of people hate him. As long, along with Randall Carlson, I don't know if you guys looked up anything about him. He's also a uh, guy who likes psychedelics and, <laughs> and proclaims a lot of these crazy ideas. Um, he's pretty much been disbarred from the community. Mm. He's uh, uh, banned from Egypt. I don't even know you could be banned, banned. from Egypt. Yeah, he, he's literally cannot set foot in Egypt. Um, not by. I'm sorry. He can't set foot at the like the, the any of the dig sites. So whoever owns like the rights to those those dig sites, they've kicked banned him off, him. and they've also banned him from some place in the middle of the uh, United States. It's like the serpent uh, thing that I've seen. It's the like serpent a mound. serpent mound. Yeah, uh-huh. you can't he can't go there North either. <laughs> yeah, is he just pissing people off or is he stealing shit? Well, I think he's a threat. Uh, yeah, true. Um, it's usually how institutions respond. They ban you. No, they're gonna, yeah, they're going to shut <laughs> they it down. They tell you you're not allowed to come over anymore. They yeah. have the truth, and now right. you're a threat to the truth. Yeah. Their truth. They say all yeah. these sites as well uh, have something to do with the astronomical 
Alignments. Yeah, yeah, alignments. Which is every also very impressive. Every few times a year. Solstices. They, they, yeah. These little things From the winter, with, the uh, autumn. It's the winter solstice, winter solstice and the summer solstice. There was an actual uh, one that it aligns with. Uh, the pyramids. Yeah, well, not the pyramids, man. I'll get back to You're it. You're talking about uh, Stonehenge? There, well, there's another one in Scotland that looks like Stonehenge I found, which was really Oh, yeah, crazy. it's... Um, no, I'm talking about it, Quable. Oh, <laughs> Quebecly Tepe. Quebecly Tepe. Yeah, no, I'm talking about there. They found that um, that they align with a particular um, uh, star constellation. Yes. Like three yeah. times a year or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, what? You know, like, why? You know, like, why did they do that? <laughs> In but these you know, religious areas. But that doesn't, that doesn't. That doesn't seem so far-fetched to me at mm -hmm. all. Star alignments? No. No. Because when you figure, when you figure, I mean, how amazing it was that the, 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 uh, the sailors of the day oh, yeah. could navigate mm -hmm. uh, an, an unknown world through, through the sky. You know, and, and that's how people traveled. That's how they, I mean, they were so astute. Remember they had, they had time on their hands they could they just yeah. survived and then they looked at the stars and they, mm -hmm. they didn't have anything to distract them so they had to study that was their, their surroundings yeah. constantly right so. well, there's no light pollution so That's you could right. see everything once again all survival instinct mm -hmm. yeah just like you know? watching the sun they watch yeah. the stars same thing mm -hmm. exactly right yeah, that I mean, constellation serious that was you know it, it, it lines with it, even in this day i mean so so for for that to happen i mean they knew those things so well they knew the sky so well so well i mean the 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 intelligent the the, the like any other society you're everybody's not going to have this knowledge you're going to have mm -hmm. you're going to have an upper level of who their geniuses were who they're really the that will that will find figure this stuff out then they'll teach the others you know what i mean mm -hmm. as a part of it but to for me it's not far-fetched that they built certain things based on alignment mm -hmm. with the stars and stuff whether that was for purpose or <laughs> aesthetics yeah, right. or just because they thought it was cool or <laughs> for a religion i mean whatever but it, it that does well, attract solstices and yeah, stuff I, like it that was, yeah. it, was, it was pretty important they worship the yeah. God. Yeah. it was, it was the but that's my point is like how can people who supposedly live in mud huts and go move structures. With... Let's say they figured out. Let's say they had magic, mm -hmm. and they move structures. They could move giant their megaliths mind. with uh -huh. their mind. Let's just say for <laughs> still, they they line up to true north, south, east, and west, which mm -hmm. is very impressive that they're able to do that mm -hmm. without global positioning satellites or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And they do track star patterns. Yep. I yeah. I don't think that that's like a bunch of people scratching their asses, like wiping their asses with no, uh, no, with no leaves. that's advanced. Yeah, that's advanced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely, it's advanced cognition. And that's what he's arguing that right. that like we're just a little wrong about wh when it started. That's and then we possibly were advanced, and then something destroyed everything. So. Okay. In, uh, in second grade, mm -hmm. I had to do a project on Mars. And in second grade, I presented this hypothesis, which I was just supposed to do a diorama, but I had like this whole, <laughs> whole idea that oh, no. we in initially started on Mars. That was our originating mm -hmm. planet. Mm -hmm. And we got so technologically advanced that we destroyed the planet and that we sent our people here and gave them nothing 
basically nothing, mm -hmm. and we have to start from scratch again. It's a theory. It is a theory. It's an that, actual theory. No, I had it in second grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. started this. These motherfuckers. Yeah, that's where they took my idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but so that's kind of like one of my, still to this day, I'm like, seems plausible, you Damn know? Right. Like the arc, yeah. Right, and right. you know, especially because like Neanderthals versus Cro-Magnon and like mm -hmm. the, the differences. Of, the differences and yeah, kind yeah. of like that seems, and like for me, I have allergies, right? To Florida, right? And I, I live here. And, me too. And so, I know, it sucks. It anyway, suck. um, so I, I think a lot about that, about mm -hmm. like my body reacting to this planet when you I came from Mars. When I came, because so I came from Mars, right, right? Yeah. And so I think a lot about that and kind of how that. <laughs> Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's, Dr. Ruth. Uh, by the way, my body reacted to Florida because I came from Tennessee. So <laughs> there is, and that's what I was told. Carolina you is. Know. Yeah, but maybe you were in Mars. You were maybe. much more comfortable. Maybe right? you know, yeah. but you know, but but I just you know, just in this part of the conversation, you know, I, when I went to Africa, and and spent some time there, and uh, and mainly. Around the Maasai uh, tribe, tribal yeah. people, and question, and I was just so blown away. And here is a here is a culture that is still very rustic, very primitive, very rural in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, yet in that environment, they are so heads above us mm -hmm. in that environment. Okay, mm -hmm. they th because of and it is strictly survival skills, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I think there there's a certain, you know, there there, I think there's a certain part of me that goes, yeah, you know, maybe it was that we were an advanced culture and we came here and this that and the other, but I think may and whether Graham's getting at this or not, I've always said there's a lot of people right now right now on this planet that ain't that far out of the cave. I'm telling you that right now. They're not that. The only thing that makes them, yes, the only thing that, the only thing that makes them seem like they're more civilized, more, more sophisticated, more intelligent is simply because we've created a bunch of technology and we've dumbed it down to where any idiot can use it, okay? <laughs> and, and exactly right. Yep. But and and when it so when it comes down to brass tacks, through all of I think through the whole history of man, you've had a very small group in every cult in every group mm -hmm. that are geniuses, mm -hmm. that are just their 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 minds They're sitting are, at this table right now. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly right. Yes, yeah. and <laughs> those people are the ones that pull their culture up mm -hmm. okay not the mass not the mass it, it's it's a i think it's a small percentage of individuals and i i think probably when we've talked about when you go back and look at like like this how did they build that how did they build the pyramids how did how did and we go through all these things of well it, it had to be aliens it had to be something else it couldn't have just been men and women yeah. of the time <laughs> with great focus some small group of highly intelligent people that could figure out how to move large objects and then superman power which is usually slave-driven, yep. 90 times out of 100, not always, but generally, 
you've got you've got a powerful enough group that can that can get hundreds of thousands of people and go you know yeah we're Do moving it. this shit because y'all are d-. and so I, I i think that there i mean i want to believe that that that's that that is something that can just that happen within the human race without all this other stuff going on now whether like with grams whether that was there was a if i understand this correctly he just believes there was a culture earlier than what a global one. yeah a global culture oh. earlier that was destroyed mm. or pretty much destroyed yeah not well, totally. destroyed i would say like like the it, it destroyed collapsed. enough that they had to well, restart if you've yeah. got a fire yeah. That goes from the ground <laughs> to the sky. To the sky. Yeah. I don't know who's surviving. There's no S- seventeen thousand people, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> who. I don't know. No and, SPF. And a lot of it was only in the northern hemisphere was right. this fire. So, in other words, somehow south of the equator, the fire didn't go there. Uh, you know, that's 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 ludicrous. Yeah. Did you check but, out the fire planes? But well, I mean, yeah. if that's where the impact yeah. was in the northern hemisphere, it it wasn't like a perfect like. Yeah. You know, like, on the line, a wall of fire line. stopping, but yeah. Well, wasn't there something? That, there was something that I picked up in some of the research that I did that that also back during that time they believed that Antarctica was yeah. was not. There's a period ice. in Antarctica. That, yeah, that was degrees. Yeah, that yeah. was a, a, a very habitable. Uh, yeah. But that's what they're they're finding all this stuff. Uh, there was actually a map maps. of Antarctica yeah. before 1531. Yeah. yeah. Which we've already talked about this flipping of the poles so, well, that's, that, that that's we the know thing. is a thing that happens with the Earth. There's a the new pyramid totally in Antarctica. Flip. There's that's a like new pyramid. Two, yeah, kilo, like it's two square it's, that's where kilometers. That's, but that's where Superman lives. Everybody <laughs> right. knows that. Right. But, but then it's like it's. <laughs> but they took core samples the, and found um, yeah. the, the plants we're talking about mm-hmm. that prove they found plant uh, matter in their core samples. They pulled out, and it was uh, from. Rainforests. But the, I wanted to go back to what something you said, Les, is like, and this is what I think Graham Hancock is is kind of pissing off these people, is because a lot of the times when they try to answer his questions, they contradict themselves. So if you go, I think it's within reason for, for so for example, everybody cites the pyramids, right, as like impossible mm-hmm. to build. By our, ta- by, our, by our standards today, still impossible to build, by the way. We can't do it with cranes, all that shit. We actually, we actually found an obelisk that fell and the, the size the sheer size of it cannot be moved by any of our technology today so they're like how is that possible and then you're saying like okay like, like, uh, like archaeologists are literally saying like, pulleys and levers and uh hundreds of thousands of people but then also due to their research there's no explanation for a population size that big so it's like how so so he keeps asking these questions and they keep on giving him these runaround answers and that's when it starts to get ugly. And then he starts calling them frauds, he starts calling them liars, and starts calling them idiots. And then they start calling him a pseudoscientist. And then it just gets fucking crazy from there. And next yeah. thing you know, he has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's like a personality him a piece of shit. conflict. Yes. Instead of like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And well, it, talking of, I'd like to revisit your Mars thing real quick. Uh, Dr. Ruth Hover would actually agree with you in many ways. Uh, took, um, <laughs> Good old Dr. Yeah, Ruth, man. Yeah, she took uh, photos you of the ancient... You know, the penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very 
complicated organ. Can you take a no vagina? No, there were no vaginas on oh, these hieroglyphs. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. <laughs> so there's these hieroglyphs. She took pictures of these hieroglyphs. And there's and, no uh, vaginas? And they found What kind of people up, are these? They found a, hel- a, a noticeable helicopter, uh, a noticeable submarine. Right. Right. You can look. I mean, if we could pull them up on there, if Donnie's no, uh, it's not deep state Donnie. He said that. But um, and um, possibly even um, like a well, a boat, you know. But it look like if you see it, it's pretty intense. And she said that they like, actually studied and translated the nine symbols she found at the bottom right, which no one was like even looking at for a while. And supposedly nine symbols. Mars is the ninth planet. And that Mars was the ancient civilization, and we came here to Earth. Right, and that's didn't like, they find a pyramid on Mars? Didn't they try to say that? Well, yes, well, the door. They found that door, and they hit it. Well, the door. Yeah, we into, brought that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like a door, but they're looks saying like it's only door. like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a tiny door. <laughs> tiny door. Well, let's let's Sorry. let's pop this question out there. Is there a reason? Let's say, for instance, this is all one global conspiracy and, and Graham Hancock's uncovering the truth. <laughs> and all, right, all these all people right, are being right, like, right. no, we got to stop him. He's going to let out the cat out of the bag. Is there a reason, perhaps, to why they might not want to let us know that there is an ancient civilization or there was some sort of a pre-civilization? Because we're still cattle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think of, like, is there any reason why like, the powers that be would be like, do not tell them. I can't it, think it, of any because the people now who are trying to trying to stop Graham, yeah. it's not like they they brought all these truths to us in the first place. It's not like they're gonna look bad if something different there it is, right is there. said. Look at well, that shit. Helicopter right in the middle written. on the There's very a, top. Well, look at the very top. There's, There's like, like a spaceship. No, thing. that's a Cadillac Eldorado. Yeah, it is. I've seen that. I've seen that. Really on that. That's really <laughs> what, what is this exactly? Yeah. That's the it's, that's the picture that she's giving took Jetsons of, to me. Yeah, yeah of yeah. Uh, the Egyptian. Those are like the Jetsons. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Egyptian. Well, and then the, I, I saw something where they uh, they found water erosion mm-hmm. on the pyramids, and they found it on the Sphinx. And it's ancient water erosion, which would suggest that they're fucking 17,000 years old because the last time there was water in that region was about 17,000 years ago. So it's like, it, it, it starts to get crazy. We haven't you know? even brought up Atlantis yet, man. I know. You know? Like, well, know. let's get into it. <laughs> well, like, Atlantis well, supposedly might have been off the coast. You know what's Cuba. funny is I was watching that documentary and then he brought up Atlantis and I was like, fuck! Because... <laughs> Because I was like, now, it, now everybody's gonna think it's just total bullshit. Now, you yep, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. But then Plato <laughs> described Atlantis, right? Exactly. He also described Troy, Dude, and they found... they found Troy. Actually, Troy is no longer a mythical city; it's a real yep. place. And of course, then you got the the biblical creation people that right. really believe that 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 that, <laughs> that Eden that. That was exactly how man started. Exactly that God put two white people. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy in, one in a, to believe. In I guess. A, yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of people. <laughs> Tell that me a story. Put two mommy. white people in a precarious situation. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Where the women, where woman is wrong. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. of course. And evil. Yeah, exactly. Evil. Of course. Yeah. Of Which course. is actually true. We are. We are evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part they got. It had to be built out of a part of the man. Right. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Flesh of my flesh. Of course. Of course. Forever phallic. Exactly right. <laughs> it's but apparently Atlantis, they were all, they were all, it were wiped out because they were bad people. 
They didn't deserve. They all wanted more. So it's all about morality. They all wanted more, Oftentimes and they were they so. were all getting above their station. That's why Atlantis so were wiped out. Control. That's what Graham Hancock said. Right. And that's what we're fixing to do again. That's why the so, once again we're doomed to repeat our yeah. Well, I, I do wonder about um, you know, like public, I guess, c- confusion and. Um, panic, you know, because my, my dad works for, or he just retired, but he works for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So we were talking about carbon in the air um, on a lovely hike, and then he like freaked me out because we were talking about the fact that the more carbon in the air, the less nutrients are in the soil and the plants, and so the animals need to eat more of it to survive, and so they're getting less of it, so they're all going to die out because the more carbon. Uh-huh. Um, and so he thinks, like from his work you know we have about three generations left he said humans will survive because of our ingenuity but the planet itself and the ways that it works just based on the amount of carbon in the air unless someone in the next like 10 days (laughs) or something comes up with a way to convert carbon from the air the actual soil plants and like natural animals will die off because they can't survive because the nutrients are just dying out because of the amount of carbon in the air so you know, I started panicking on on our hike, so I could only imagine like if yeah. this kind of like information started getting out, mm-hmm. more people oh, good point. would panic. Yeah, so maybe man. it's trying to destabilizing, pan- right? Trying right. to keep people from actually panicking. And then that's another thing they were talking about. With um, that's how you how they studied whether or not these ancient civilizations exist with the carbon dating, right? And like seeing things like that. And so that that spike about carbon that happened mm-hmm. what in the P. ENT or something, some sort of age that was like... Paleolithic. Paleolithic? No, it was a different one. Um, But so they they actually found a carbon spike in that it actually existed in a certain... where, But it was was the same kind of spike we're feeling now, but it was much more gradual. Mm -hmm. It happened over like 300... No, ours happened over 300 years. Theirs happened over like thousands of years. But it actually created the same kind of like climate change that we're experiencing right now. But that was so gradual that the Earth had time to kind of like figure itself out. And mm-hmm. ours is happening so quickly that th- the extinction thing is happening quicker. Way quicker. And so that could be a reason why scientists are like, let's not tell anybody about this at the moment until we figured it out so yep. that they don't panic and lose their shit. You know, on that same note, they're, uh, like it's really funny to see when you uh, dissect the land and you just like, let's say, cut into rock mm-hmm. and try to find the different layers of time. Like almost every thousand layers, it's like that, man. It's like every thousand years is only like that, that much, man. So at some point, thousand years, we're gonna be just a little level of sediment, which may not even have like our plastics, things like yeah. that might not even might not still even. show up. Those yep. kind of like um, what they call them techno technoscopes or techno. Um, Markers, something like that, where it, oh, it where showed. you can actually see it in the yeah, actual yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the fact that there could have been plastics made a billion years ago, but we wouldn't even be able to see it. Nope. So wow, it's pretty cool. And we also talked about the fact that you're talking about how human species, but maybe the ancient civilizations weren't Homo sapiens; they were something else that we can't even wrap our brains around and we have literally no evidence of because we can't we don't even know what to look for no, nothing so let's go to this let's how does on. that affect us going forward in other words what graham is trying to say and you said in the very beginning if you don't understand the past you're destined to repeat it mm-hmm. you're destined to repeat history we have done that <coughs> uh, many many times, many times. Many times. Okay. okay 
um, it, it, so, but, I, you know, yeah, my point, my feeling is, unless there's something about all of this that we can take and it actually, the information that we get, the knowledge we get, helps us do something, create something that moves us forward in a better way, okay, then really what it is, it's historical knowledge for the sake of having the historical knowledge, but it doesn't do anything to help us move forward in a positive way. I mean, if we look at right now what we just generally think we know, right, of, of, of everything and, and where we are right now with climate change, right, that we... So you've got a certain amount of people that's, that, you have a certain amount of people that go, it's not man-made, but it's happening. You have a certain amount of people that go, it is man-made and it's happening. What most people believe is it's, it's happening. happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the argument is, <laughs> do we, you know, the argument between people is, do we need to stop, uh, do we need to all be driving electric cars? Do we need to stop using fossil fuels? Do we need to do those things that are yes. that are inconvenient, <laughs> that are inconvenient because, or will it make any difference? The other group goes, no, it won't make any fucking difference at all. Use the, use. Right. So, and, and of course, the people that are profiting off of it, you know, I mean, of course, you're, you're going to, and, and without a doubt, without a doubt, when you talk, and we're in the middle of this right now, we're moving from an industrial-based economy to a tech-based economy. That's one of the main reasons I believe that this entire world is in such flux, mm -hmm. is because you've got a huge shift in the economy, in the money. And, because, and then you throw climate change in on top of that, now we have huge migrations of people. That, that, that's just starting. That are moving from areas that are no longer gonna be inhabitable or economically feasible to inhabit and they're going to start moving into the areas that are that is another thing that is causing a lot of the problems that we're having right now uh, uh politically yeah. and, and people wanting to put up walls and all that kind of stuff you know but it's not going to stop that from happening that is still that is going to happen no matter what so does this knowledge that we got from back here does any of that help us move forward? Somewhat. You know, I mean, because because has any culture that we look at back then did it right? Did it right? Did and and you know it because to me, to me, I feel like this, and I've looked at it uh, in thinking about it logically. Um, the only. The, what we've figured out now is, for the first time, because we can, we have the World Wide Web, we have all this, we can communicate globally mm. like that. Okay, so now the world, just in the past 20 years, has gone from here to here. Right. It's just, it's, it's gone from this massive thing to a size of a wall now. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, and, and, and so that should be helping. It's not, no, no, because okay, it's, because it's we don't much. trust each other. We don't trust <laughs> each other. And we all believe that the other guy is bad and and play into it. I've, I've heard that the, I read thing, one thing one time that how cultures keep their people united is that they have to have an enemy. 
They have to have an enemy. Well, something to with, up against. Yeah. That's right. If there's not something that you can base fear, that you can put yeah. fear into your culture to go, in, if you don't do this, they're going to come get us. Yep. Okay? So I think that that's always been kind of a thing. But I, don't, I personally think that you know, either the world's going to annihilate it itself Okay. Either the world's going to annihilate itself by itself, which means Yellowstone one day is going to blow up. We're done. Asteroid's going to hit us. We're done. There's nothing we can do about that. Or we ourselves are going to have a nuclear war done, you know, or, or, or that sort of thing. We're just going to kill ourselves. So keeping ourselves from killing ourselves, you know, a, 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 a suicide of our, own, of our own race and culture. I don't see how you can keep the that the world can go to a place of unity and enlightenment and then move towards something that keeps everything together and deals with all these these different uh, areas of destruction that could happen to us without somewhere they're becoming a one world the whole human race has to be one nation one thing. Now you say that to people, and they're like, they, they they'll <laughs> scream that that's the most horrible thing. Mm-hmm. That that's evil. That is absolute evil. Mm-hmm. You know. But I, I uh, don't see how you. Evil not I don't see how you get there my, without my that. Eventually, would be that if there was like an alien threat. Well, of course. Then I think the world could unite enough. Like, Independence Day, baby. Right, well, then yeah. you have one yeah. fear. Yeah, then you have one yeah. common, common goal. One common, common goal. Right. So, but, but wouldn't you think that climate change would be that? Too slow. It's not It's not like it's imminent not danger. In the it's only it's happening in, in certain pods. It's like, so oh, let's, we're let's, Florida, let's, and it's, it's not bothering me. The people in power are still making so much money off the old ways that they don't care enough because their legacy is going to only, they don't. Plus, people forget that the people in power always survive. If you looked at when Rome fell, (laughs) the oligarchy of Rome, they survived. They carried on. And 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 I'm sure that they are working on their own kind of pods to escape, et cetera. Of course. I mean, that's metaphorically. Therefore, don't tell them. Don't tell them how bad things really are. (laughs) Keep them working. Because that is another thing is that there is the possibility that we are too far gone. You know, to like yeah. my dad said, you uh-huh. know, we got about three generations left unless they fix something in the next very, very immediate future. We're, yeah, we're like so, really close call right if now. If not already, like, in the next, it. yeah, in the next like five years or something. Right, I'm gonna less. have a pan- I'm having panic attack. Yeah, right oh, no, I about do it. all the time but about yeah. that. Yeah, I, 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 I totally brown bag? agree. I don't think we're that. You need close. a brown bag? Well, yeah, right. But but I think but I think my <laughs> it could be I think my grandson. Well, yeah, three generations. We'll see it. You know, we'll we'll see something along that lines. And you know, there's that you know all these human flaws right greed you know anger like all these really incredibly detrimental things to ourselves that like that that's why you know a hundred thousand years of us and then we're gone because we didn't figure it out right and like who knows what happened well, a billion even, years maybe ago. just a thousand or two you know like no, no i'm <laughs> saying we, so far it's been yeah, about a hundred thousand years so we might have another or you might what you might end up with when you talk about the, uh, some cataclysmic thing and mm-hmm. you end up with 1700 people left mm-hmm. on the whole earth you know or whatever well that's the thing you know yeah. where you go clean. you go the type of people who live the indigenous people who live way deep in the forest who can survive that's the way they live they're the most likely to survive, people to survive you know mm-hmm. and 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 can build back a culture i mean you know the bubonic plague killed one third 
of the human race. We bounced back wonderfully. Right, we just, we just <laughs> numbers we just wise. Hit 8 I mean, we, we have eight billion. billion. No longer seven right. billion. We're so, at 8 billion. That's right. Nuts. So the thing is, you go. You just imagine if if something. You know this this last uh, uh, COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Think if that killed a third of the population of the world. During the process of that, everybody with the news that we have now, everybody would be convinced that it's all ending. That mm-hmm. if a third of the world died during that process, we would believe that everything that we were all going to die. You know that it was going to this was going to end everything. I'm uh, guaranteed it would go in that direction. Sure, more people would die from not just the disease, but from the from the chaos that mm-hmm. would ensue That's from right. that. You know, but still. You know, if you if you got through all of that and only a quarter of the world was left, oh, they'd bounce back. Oh, damn right. Population wise, oh, of course. You know what I mean? Well, as that, far as well, is that the answer? That's, well, that's one no. of the things. That's, <laughs> it could be. It could be the answer. That's one of the things my dad said was that yeah. humans would survive because we are, among other things, we have a lot of ingenuity and right. we have a desperate need for survival. survival. Right. Yeah. So the planet might die, and not be sustainable, which then we would move from Mars to Earth to the next <laughs> one. And so that's kind of like, the th- my dad thinks, and I also agree, is that like humans would do anything and everything to survive, which oh, of is course. kind of part of the problem, you know? is that, that It's a dangerous kind of thing. thing. Yeah. Right, well, which is another white reason why Graham needs to shut up. Yeah. Because he's letting people know things. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know but like, that, that's, that's the thing, is that we would bounce back, but the planet, I think, itself wouldn't have the time to recover like it did when the other carbon spikes happened. So I guess the thing is, is if we look back in the past on what we just said, mm-hmm. and let's say Graham's right, let's say Graham's right, and let's say everybody finally comes to something of the, yes, uh, that, that, that is more correct. Uh, civilization is older than we thought it was, and there have been uh, civiliz- uh, big civilizations that were almost totally wiped out, and then it started back up again, and then, you know, maybe almost... Uh, totally wiped out again or half wiped out and then it started back up. Well, what it showed is no matter how many, no matter how much we are wiped out as a species, we come back. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Num- I mean, we. so is it a cleansing? Is it just a, a necessity? Maybe there's a, it's I mean, we've, necessity we've all talked about and, we, you know, I think it's been a general thing that people talk about is that, that, once population gets to a certain size, once there's too many people, mm-hmm. you know, just in close proximity, then then naturally you are going to start having more disease, more cataclysmic uh, uh, war type of situations, Conflict, yeah. conflicts, yeah. all those type of things that are going to drop that population so down. Like cosmic prescribed burning, you know, yes. like they do in like forests. Well, you yeah. know, it's like we're, we're at 8 billion people right now. And, and I'd, I'd read this thing a while back with the autonomous cars, right? Mm-hmm. And it, they had an, a chart, you know, nutrition chart that goes, when, because automobile accidents are the most, uh, the yeah. most deadly accident that no, more people die from car accidents than any other type of accidental death. The only thing that outpaces car accidents is heart disease, cancer, Mm -hmm. pulmonary diseases. Car accidents do it. Okay, so when you get to 25, it was like when you get to 25% of the cars drive themselves, that means this many people are not going to die in a car accident. Then it gets to 50, then it gets, and they go, and then how does that affect the population growth? Just simply by taking out 
car accident deaths, mm -hmm. you know, alone. And then on top of that, we're curing cancer. Yep. We're, we're curing these diseases. So when you start curing all these diseases, you're talking about a population growth that is just going to get magnificently bigger, you know, or do, and then what it's does the, like and then what does the world do? Either, but that's, you know? that's, and then what do you do? <laughs> theoretically you know I mean? though, yeah. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, in a sense, either. that is all gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, once again, I, I kind of go to, and, and I think maybe we're running on on, a, on the end of our time, so I, I'd, I'd be curious to go around and get everybody's kind of spin on this. Does the knowledge that Graham or any historian, you know, that, that is bringing us knowledge of the past, viable knowledge, does that really affect our future, having that knowledge? And as I say that, I'm not, when I really think about it, I'm not so sure it really does affect our future. You know, it's what we deal, do with what we have now. You know, I, I don't know. That's my thought. I mean, do you think there's Edith and what Graham's trying, you know, what he, he feels so passionate about, if he's right, what does that matter? That just says everything that we learned was wrong, right? Well, it means that everything we learned, yeah. Well, some of the, many of the things, not everything we learned was wrong, mm -hmm. but there was a different past, a different history uh, to humans, uh, to human civilization, and to civilization than we than we know of now. But does if he's right and it's proven, like in in, in two years from now, somehow it's all proven. Does, is that going to change our future? Yeah. It, it could possibly. It depends on what they find, right, from all these digs and stuff they're doing. What if it totally does? What if there is a message there for us? Right, about well, we just what? didn't ring the doorbell yet or something. You know? yeah. a tiny door on yeah, Mars. Yeah, a little <laughs> tiny door on Mars. We haven't found the portal. Well, I think, it, I think to your point, it, it screams that we're survival. We're survivalists, and we can get through anything, really. I mean... A cleanse is probably coming, but is. we'll be well, all right. Th this is what this means. We won't, but we, like some maybe, humans. Maybe the Mystic Junkies I, podcast will survive. Les, to, your, to your point, I, <laughs> we got a I see why you're saying that it, it probably it doesn't, doesn't matter. And I think it, the information that we're getting from the past doesn't matter because we always do repeat history, even with knowledge, because I think of our human failings of greed and that cutthroat survival instinct and kind of the note that it almost confirms you know that oh we'll be all right we don't need to focus on this we don't need to fix this we don't need to do anything because we've survived and we always we've do. survived this survive before worse. so we don't mm -hmm. actually need to fix something which will just keep perpetuating you know this kind of and problem till it's too late to fix which, which is you know, now even then we might do a whole again like well it's too late to fix it but yep. 17,000 people will survive and we'll we'll continue on um but i i do think that i i just don't think it does matter because of the way human beings kind of value things they value money they value greed they and then moving forward you know like my dad said humans are so have so much ingenuity that we will we will survive you know even if the planet right. dies but that's what i mean i'm like i have like 52 house plants i'm like <gasps> you know that's what I, you know i worry about the actual planet itself you know and people are worried about humans right. so there's kind of a difference there like the, it'd be like well if the planet dies we'll have figured it out by then to move on to another one kind of 
mentality. Right. So I think that's what. That is a bad process. I will give you that. What's yeah. that? It's a pretty bad process. Like, let's yeah. just fuck this house up because we're just yeah. going to move to another one. Not my one place. But, but, if, this, but, you know what mean? but if you look at the history of humanity, isn't that's that kind of just the... That's what I'm saying. That's it's exactly It's not a great process not that we really. have. No, yeah. no, yeah, we really need to get our shit together. But, yeah. but, you know, and then there's like the idea that maybe we do. Maybe we have a renaissance. Maybe we have that kind of awakening that everyone keeps kind of expecting is like humanity to have this great awakening and and we've had plenty of those over over the centuries as well Almost right. definitely. Uh, you know but i wonder if it's enough to battle greed and uh, exactly uh, that that's that, yeah, that that's intake a, of breath right there my friend is how i feel well, about i know it. man so I told my dad, no more talking about the carbon killing my plants. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm panicked enough. Well, I think in Eckhart Tolle's book, when, you know, he's a, mm-hmm. you know, it, he speaks of a, a great enlightenment. Right. Right. And, and that, and I think if I remember, and I, I'm paraphrasing it best, that he, he said in there, he said in there that each individual influences a certain amount of people. So mm-hmm. let's say it's each individual directly influences 40 people. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have everyone on earth to become enlightened. You need one out of 40. Right. And, and if you can get one out of 40, and, and I know when he brought the number down, it was almost kind of like a manageable number. Right. You know? But if you could get that to happen. And he, he talks about that before there were any humans on earth, when, when earth was just being created and it was just, you know, volcanic is just a volcano. It's just a huge yes. fucking volcano. Yeah. And then finally the water came. The water came and it cooled the planet. And, and still you just had this big rock. Okay? That was it. He goes, at some point in time, the first plant came up mm-hmm. and it flowered. And he goes, at some point in time, the entire earth flowered. Everything flowered. We weren't there to see it, but that doesn't mean it happened and it was spectacular. And he compared human beings in this movement of enlightenment that that could happen. I love that. That could happen. Right. And, and it's, a, it's a super positive way to think. And, uh, and I think that too often it's everything is everything you hear out there goes to fear mm-hmm. and damning. And and just that you, we're we're just destined for failure. We're destined to because we're these we're we're this kind of this awful beast. That there's good people out there, but there's not enough of them. And da da, da and you know and and it's there's that other theory that it, as soon as one person knows how to how to kill everything on earth mm-hmm. with a virus or whatever, then eventually two people know, then 10 people know, then 110 Six people know, then a thousand people know. And then eventually enough people know that one of those people is a psychopath and boom, you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, the, and I think totally talked about that too, right. but yet there's a tipping point. There's, there's always a balance, and that's something, you know, like we were talking at the start of this about the shooting in Colorado, right? And I'm I'm a queer performer. I'm an LGBTQ performer. And even just the um, amount of the change emotionally of people toward the LGBTQ community over the last 10 years, not even last 20, just in the last 10 years has been such Rest. a radical shift. You know, there's, a, you know, I, I just shared something yesterday, of, you know, you are loved and it was in the trans flag colors on our, um, my Les Vixens burlesque page. And it was shared 
uh, more times than anything we've ever posted. And, you know, and so things like that, you know, if I'd posted that five years ago, it would not have gotten the same amount of attention shares. And so that kind of, I've seen it in my own life, in my own community, but even outside of the community, the support, the change of mind, that the the compassion, the love has grown and has changed and has shifted. So I do, you know, I feel like a lot of this podcast, I've been like doom and gloom, but like <laughs> I, I actually do deeply believe that we do have a chance to turn things Agreed. around. I do think humanity as a whole is developing more compassion you know kids these days developing more compassion you know you can see it you know I see it I'm also the queen at medieval times and the way the kids interact now is different than they did 10 years ago when I worked there like the way they they how who they cheer for and how they cheer you know they don't cheer as much for the bad guy you know and so I think I think the change is happening and I do think like Eckhart Tolle said there the bloom you know I do think we will have that like that's well that's what I, I choose to believe and that's what I feel in my bones and so I do like because I really do feel like I've been doom and gloom this whole time I'm like no it's fine carbon's fine um, yeah. Yeah. I believe that too well, we need yeah. I believe I believe you, just what you said right. we've gotten a lot better and that if we the 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 world wide web uh, all this information that now when we that we can garner that we can pull up and we, and we can be enlightened mm-hmm. to uh, whether it's what we're talking about we're today or whatever, uh, or that, but yeah. it, it, the main thing is, is that now we have the ability to know each other mm-hmm. uh, globally, right. to really know each other. And younger people are are, and it's new. It's I mean, we're only what twenty years right. into this. This right, is right. we're this is the emphasis oh, yeah. of this thing. You well, know, it could what be I mean? a make or break type of thing. Exactly no, right. And, it, and I think it could be the make. Because it could be a because real good. That's make. the thing. That, like the as once again as a queer person because that's my reference point is the people meet me and they don't think I'm gay and then they find out I'm gay and then their perception of what gay people are changes because you know I I pass as straight and all these different things and so the more knowledge we have of each other the more love and compassion we have for each other and the more the less fear because that's the thing everything is you know the hatred comes from fear so the more you know people and like you said the world wide web has created this incredible chance to know each other and then that develops compassion and love and and hope for each other and wanting better for each other and for ourselves. And I think that that's something that, that could out also translate to climate change yeah. is wanting. And it, it maybe okay. just like in, just in that understanding, when you take a, a, a someone that, that challenges the status quo, like mm-hmm. Graham has done, he's challenged the status quo. And then there's this feeling that, that everybody has to take sides and almost arm themselves to, you know, instead of, taking an open-minded approach to go maybe there's some credence there maybe there's some you know in other words both sides both sides going you know uh, okay Mm -hmm. because here's what we know for sure I can tell you this I'm sure of this Graham ain't a hundred percent sure of his theories no more than anybody else is 100% sure of theirs because you weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there. I know that you I found a piece of rock, you found a tool, you found a skeleton, you found Woo. a thing. Now let's create a story around it. Well, based <laughs> on, yeah. you know, hey, yeah, exactly. things that are guesses. knowledgeable, that yeah. are, but still. And so, you know, it, I think when we get so rigid in that's it Mm -hmm. you know that's it and we only teach this way we only give knowledge this way we only believe this way and 
Otherwise, it's, you know. Well, to just, just think fact then, is fact. I've learned over the years that fact just is really the hottest theory at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, fact changes, just like Pluto. Oh, changes. God. Yeah. Myth- like, mythology. Yeah, mythology Everything. and all of it, man. Like, facts are fleeting, and they're really just, you know, and they will be updated continuously. So we're going to constantly get the change, and it's going to be like, oh, well, then history taught me that, you know, that this and this and this, and then you then your whole world gets rocked when they say Pluto's not a planet anymore, you know? Yeah, and you get mad. And then you get mad, and yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm not going to ever believe in anything ever again. Why did I go to school, you know? <laughs> well, then, like, yeah. then, but then you have to realize that fact is really just, like, the best theories out. Well, the fact, the fact was in the 1960s, Black That's people so were not as smart. Mm-hmm. Gay people were evil. Right. You know. Still I mean, evil. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, that was a that was a stone solid right. in the wrong belief. belief. Still yeah. still is. But I'm just saying. Well, of course it is. It, There's a, but not but way worse. We're way right. you know. So that it does change. And you know what? One fact is, we're way over an hour. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We could yeah. we could banner on this. Wow. You know, but, but we kind of we, we, we'll we got away yeah. from Graham. We'll come back to this. Yeah. Yes. But you also did say, like, you know, the the history of it all is uh, kind of where it is. Like, if we we're gonna do it ourselves, wipe ourselves out, or if it's gonna be another uh, flood or whatever, it's gonna happen because there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years of layers of this Earth that predate probably even the the. Quebec Tepe. Quebec and Tepe. Quebec. <laughs> I, I feel it. like you, it's like when people try to pronounce quinoa. Yeah, yeah, like, right. yeah. Quebec and Tepe, yeah. you know, and go further back than that, supposedly. I mean, there is right. in ancient texts across the globe. We just haven't been able to prove it. And my favorite thing is that under the water, we still can't scan half the shit down there. And there are deeper things being found all the time. Like right off the coast of Cuba is possibly where they're trying to say that Atlantis could be. If we've learned anything, it probably from the past, is rebuilt. this: wiped out and rebuilt. If we all could have worked together as a That's human race part. from the very beginning, we wow. would have got, we would be a lot further along now than we are. A but lot you said learning a, from history. A lot. For, well, I'm just saying. Yeah. If there's one thing it that does. we have learned from history is, if we aren't fragmented. And keeping things to ourselves because we don't trust the other tribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unity. We know we know that right with just advancements in in technology and advancements in medical technology. You know, oh, you, they can't. This drug company can't talk to that drug company because then exactly. you know then the profits won't be the same. Fuck so, but the thing is, if so, maybe that's the one thing that if we look back at our past as as human beings that we didn't do that if we did do that we'd move along quicker mm-hmm. you Which know maybe that's what's happening with the world wide web a lot more information a lot more sharing a lot more knowing so maybe that that could be our next thing is and that scares the people that have mm-hmm. consolidated Power. yeah they don't want us yeah. to have a collective effort well, if we know what's going on under the sheets then where's the lure there you go all right, guys. That was good. That was that was a good banner. I think we did it, right? Yes, we, we did. We did something. something. Solved the mysteries. Time. That's how we, we face every day. No, we no, we did it. Some, I'm claiming it. We did it. Yeah, you heard it here it first. Uh, we're fucked. Things. I think that's what we came to the conclusion yeah, of. We're yeah, totally fucked. 
All right, well, gang. Yeah. Hey, great. Uh, thanks. Thanks great. for coming uh, over. For Where can they find you, by the way? Awesome. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me at Evelina, E-V-E-L-E-E-N-A on Instagram, at Les Vixens Burlesque on Instagram, Les, like Les, L-E-S, B-I-X-E-N-S, Burlesque, and also our website, lesvixens.com, and... And on this podcast, I'm going to come back for a part two on this one, too. Oh, yeah. We'll be more than happy to have you. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode. And uh, go to our Instagram, McCurdy's Comedy Official. And go to our, web- or go to our website, McCurdy'sComedy.com. And come see a world-famous comedy show. We just You just missed a great headliner. But there's going to be plenty more coming. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Love you. Peace. Mwah. Thanks. <laughs>